Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Fauché, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. I am excited to dive in today about making differentiation easier, because this is a word that I feel like is always thrown around. And as a teacher, I was very stressed of having to share with administration or in team meetings of how I was differentiating the content so that my ELLs were supported. So today I'm going to give you some very clear easy to implement practical ways that you can differentiate the material that you're teaching so that all language levels are supported right in your classroom. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Boba Penguin Princess. I love the name. She said this about the podcast. She said that I came across this podcast this past summer and binge listened to the episodes. Each episode is packed with information for an ELL teacher or teachers with ELLs. The information is not only helpful, but relevant and engaging. I put many of the strategies I heard from the podcast into practice in my own classroom. I would definitely recommend this podcast to anyone who wants to learn how to support ELLs better. Thank you so much, Boba Penguin Princess. I really appreciate you taking time to do that. And I actually want to share with you if your name is mentioned here on the podcast from a review that you left. I am offering you a one-month free trial of the Equipping ELLs membership. So Boba Penguin Princess, you just won yourself a free month inside Equipping ELLs, the membership. We'll reach out to you and let you know how you can get access to that. So if you want to try a free month, if you want a free month of the membership, go and leave a review and let us know how this podcast has been helpful to you. 
All right, so before we get into the practical and easy ways to begin differentiating, I want to clarify and define three words that can sometimes be used interchangeably, but really they have their own meaning and purpose when it comes to supporting students. So those three words are accommodating, modifying, and differentiating. Sometimes it's a little gray and unclear of what do each of those words mean and what does that mean in terms of supporting our students. So let's define that. Let's start with accommodating, okay? Accommodations really provide access to curriculum for students with varying abilities. Some examples of that might be be able to have oral responses instead of having to write the responses. An accommodation might be having someone read the text or being able to listen to a text as they're doing an assessment or an assignment. It might be having large print materials available for that student. So those are different accommodations that you're providing so that the student with the different abilities that they have, they are able to access the curriculum in the best way that they're able to. Modifications is altering the standard expectations for an assignment or an assessment. They're not going to have the same outcome as the other students in their class. You're going to alter that outcome, that expectation. Some examples of modifications, and we talked about some of these last week in Modifying on the Fly. So if you want to go back and listen to more in depth about modifications, Some of these might be removing some of the tasks that they're assigned. So maybe instead of doing 10 questions, they do five questions. Some modifications might be leveling the text. So you might use, you know, the same content topic, but have different level text that you're going to use for the group that you're working with. You might simplify the language. So you might have to take a text and reword it so that they're still getting the main idea. They're getting the gist of the content you're teaching, but you're using simpler language. You might have them outline or make bullet points instead of having to write a paragraph, or you might have them outline and summarize instead of writing a whole essay. So those are all some different ways that you might modify the assignment or the assessment for the students that you're working with. And then we get to differentiation. And differentiation is where we tailor instruction to meet individual needs. So we want to really focus on how a child will demonstrate their learning. Carol Ann Tomlinson, who I absolutely love, she puts it this way. She says, Accommodation is about how instruction is delivered, and modification is about what a child will learn, but differentiation focuses on how a child will demonstrate learning. Let me read that one more time because I think it's really helpful to understand the three terms that we're talking about today. Accommodation is about how instruction is delivered. Modification is about what a child will learn. And differentiation will focus on how a child will demonstrate learning. Do we have a little bit clearer idea of the difference between those three words? Hopefully. Now today, we're going to really focus in on that word differentiation. It's a word that's been around for a long time. It's a word that many of us teachers are comfortable with and used to. But I know in my teaching, I'm always open to learning more ways to make differentiation easier. 
This begins by knowing our students and then knowing what they need to help understand, to help show what they're learning. And that's the big key here. We want to differentiate so that whatever language level our students are at, their output, they're showing us what they have been learning throughout this unit or throughout these lessons. We want to do activities that are going to build that confidence because when we don't differentiate, we are left with students who are frustrated and feel like they're never going to make it. They're never going to get there. And so differentiation is a really powerful piece and it's a really an essential piece because it's not dumbing down the curriculum. It's not watering it down and and expecting little from our students. It's actually the opposite. When we differentiate, we are able to unlock what our students have been learning and to really help move them forward. I'm going to walk through very specific ways that you can differentiate whatever you're teaching and whatever assignment you're doing, because I want you to come away with some really easy and clear ideas to start with. And what's really awesome is if you stay to the end, I'm going to share with you a link and you'll find this in the show notes of differentiation task cards so that this is going to really take the guesswork out. So you're going to be able to print these task cards, do a quick fill-in of whatever content you're teaching, and you're going to be able to differentiate so quickly and so easily. So I'm going to share this free set with you. I also love this set because I added visuals. So the more and more you use these with your students, the more they're going to see that visual cue and then quickly be able to see, oh, okay, when I see this cue, I know that means cause and effect. Cause and effect means this. So that visual piece is really essential for supporting your ELLs because as you use these cards more and more frequently, it's going to help them really have that framework to dive in right away and to do what you're expecting them to do with the content that you're teaching. Those you can find in the show notes, don't miss them because they will help make differentiation even easier. And that's what we're all about here. How can we streamline our processes so that you can teach and really see what your students are learning and what they know? All right, so let's dive in. We're going to start with beginners, and I'm going to give you some ideas of how you can differentiate for beginners, and we'll move on to intermediate, and lastly, we'll end up with advanced. Here are some ideas for beginners. Things like, can you point to the, and then fill it in, whatever vocabulary you're working on, whatever vocabulary you front-loaded, whatever academic vocabulary you are expecting them to be able to understand, use, fill it in. You can write a list on these little note cards that you can download in the show notes, but just pulling out three, four words, this is going to be a helpful one. Can you point to the, fill it in. Can you circle the, can you sort the pictures in groups? This is a great activity, categorizing, sorting. They don't have to have any language output to do these things, but you will see how much they're able to understand without having that fear of having to speak. So that's why this is so powerful, especially with newcomers, giving them a set of pictures and say, can you sort these pictures into groups or can you put these into categories? Categories is a harder word for your newcomers. So you might want to use both so that they start to learn what is a category. Using any generic pictures you have, you can do this activity, or you can take content pictures, content vocabulary, and have them start to look and see how can they sort them. I love sorting because you could have a small group of kids and those students might sort them in different ways. 
maybe some sort them by things they see in the picture. Maybe they find, you know, some boys in each of the pictures, so they sort them by that. Or maybe they see nouns and verbs, or maybe they see things that are related to the topic and things that are not related to the topic. So providing them multiple opportunities to look at the pictures, think about the pictures, process what's going on, and then take the next step further and sort is extremely powerful. And all of that's done without having to have them speak or write. There's no output that's needed for this. So that's a great differentiation activity. Can you write these words in your native language? Give them a list of a few of the words that you guys are learning. Those academic vocabulary words, give them four or five words and have them translate it into their native language. Maybe, especially if they're Spanish speakers, they might find some of those words are cognates. Especially if you're doing a science topic, there are a lot of words that are cognates between English and Spanish when you're getting into content vocabulary. So that's a powerful way for them to pull in their native language and build connections. And then you could even have them teach to the class your five words that you are learning as a class and have them share it in their native language. If you have multiple different languages that are spoken in your groups, how cool would that be to make a chart of all right, here's our academic language that we're working on, our academic vocabulary in English. Raul's going to share with us what that is in Spanish. Paula is going to share with us what that is in Polish, so on and so forth. And you could have a whole chart of different languages represented all coming back to the content words that you're teaching. All right, let's move on. For our st- we're still with our beginners. Things like can you label That's a great activity for them. Print a picture of something that you're working on. Give them a word bank. Ask them to label. Can you say this word? Some of these things, they might sound simple, but it's just doing a little prep work before your lesson. And that's why I love and want to give you these task cards for free. Because I think if you can take a few minutes before your lesson and pull out the words you want to highlight or pull out the words you want to make sure the students are working on and saying correctly and already having that done beforehand, your lesson is going to be differentiated and really support the students where they're at. So think of the the prompt like, can you say this word or can you say these words and you pull three or four words out. All of a sudden with that activity, you can pull in letter sounds. You can pull in decoding. You can pull in syllables. You can pull in rhyming. By just pulling three or four words out from the content that you're already teaching, there's so much power in taking a few minutes to see how can you differentiate the lesson that you're going to be teaching so that all your learners are able to show what they're learning. Can you copy these words? That is a controversial thing that some people don't believe in that skill of copying. They don't think it's very helpful. I would beg to differ. If you're working with new newcomers, students who are just learning English, especially if you're working with students whose alphabet is not similar to the English alphabet, I think there is a lot of power in tracing and copying because it's helping them to work on letter formation. It's helping them to track from left to right. So those things I do think have a place. I wouldn't have an intermediate student to copy, okay? So there is a time and place, but you want to make sure you're using it with the students who it's going to be really beneficial for. Can you draw a 
take whatever content you're doing, see if they can draw it, have them listen to something and draw it. Again, do you see, I've gone through eight prompts already for beginners and none of these besides, can you say this word is having them listen or write, but it's still showing you all that they are comprehending and learning in your lessons. Now you could do something as simple as thumbs up, thumbs down, give them a card, give them a picture prompt, say, do you have the, fill it in. Do you have the planets? Yes or no. Yes, I have a planet. Which planet is it? It is Jupiter. Okay. See how all of a sudden, just by giving them a little prompt, you're allowing them to engage with the content in a way that's very feasible for them. That's, that's appropriate for them. They're speaking in this one. They're identifying the vocabulary. Maybe they're identifying the planet. Um, maybe then the next step you have them go and label that planet, the characteristics of that planet. How do you know that that planet is Jupiter? Well, it's big or it's small. You're giving them those words to help them begin to produce language and to help them see that they have obtained some language in your lessons. So there's a lot of different prompts you can do like that. Is this a blank or blank? Yes or no? Is this a boy? Yes or no? Is this a book? Yes or no? If you're doing basic foundational English, those types of things. Having them look at a picture and responding with a yes or no is powerful then having them expand on that. Is this a blank or a blank? Giving them those two options. Let them think about the, that shows how they can apply. And then one last one for beginners is find something that connects to. So when we can bring in connections to what they know, their background, to what they're learning, that is a powerful place to begin to differentiate. Okay, we want to bring in their life experiences, something that they're aware of, and have them make a connection to what they're learning. So anytime that you can do that, bringing that in is going to be really powerful. So those were just a few for beginners. And like I said, very few of those actually had them speaking and writing because we want to really build up that confidence in them before we have them output language. And in a lot of these, they're doing a lot of thinking, a lot of looking at pictures, analyzing it, sorting them, maybe responding with a yes or no, and then maybe responding with a sentence. But we want to build up a lot of those thinking skills beforehand, before we're having them output. The point is, there are so many ways you can differentiate a lesson without having to have them speak or write when they're newcomers. Take one of those this week if you're working with newcomers and apply it to your lesson and see all that you're able to uncover about what they're comprehending in your lessons through one of those very simple activities. So now let's move into your intermediates. So here we're going to move up a little bit and get a little bit more difficult because this is what our students need. We need to raise that expectation. We need to raise that bar. And as you do these activities more and more, they are going to know what's expected of them and their output is going to become stronger. So when I'm sharing these ideas, I recommend to take one or two and only use those for a couple weeks so that they can visually see a cue. They know what's expected of them. They've, you've had, you've modeled it for them. And so they're feeling more and more confident to output. 
So don't try to do all these at once. Just pick one or two and do that over and over until you see that the students are feeling really comfortable when you say, okay, can you point to this or can you do this? All right, so let's move into intermediate. Here are some ideas for differentiating for intermediate ELLs. First one is, can you compare and contrast? This is a fantastic way to, one, use the visual of a graphic organizer, use that same graphic organizer multiple times so that, again, they get that visual cue. They see this graphic organizer. They know what compare and contrast means. You've spent time working on those language forms and functions, and now they're ready to produce. You don't want to be doing this form of differentiating at the beginning of the lesson because compare contrasting means that they've already spent a lot of time talking about these topics and they're ready to now apply what they've been learning. Maybe they're comparing contrasting their school experience to what their school is like now, or maybe they're comparing and contrasting two animals that they have been learning about. Whatever it is, you want to make sure that you're spending a lot of time doing different reading passages, talking about the vocabulary, going deep on a topic before you're then having them work on compare and contrast. Another one is, can you recall information about? Can you explain how blank works? So here we have the word explain. That's a great one. And maybe you want to, depending on the group you're working with, maybe you want to give them an opportunity to draw a picture of what they were doing, labeling it, writing a quick sentence about it, and then having to orally explain how this works. Can you create a... Now, the other beautiful thing about these differentiation task cards is it gives your students choice. And that's what's great about differentiation. You want to see what they have obtained, what they've learned during your lessons, and you're going to give them an opportunity to show that in different ways so that you can really see what the students are learning and you're not forcing them to only respond in one way and not really seeing all that that student has learned. So that's the other beautiful thing about differentiation. You can really see and give students choice over how they want to share what they've been learning. Here's some more ideas. Can you match the pictures and the words? It's a great one for intermediates. Can you create titles to match these pictures? So again, use those same pictures over and over. Keep those content pictures the same. Once you do that once at the beginning of the unit, use those throughout this whole unit in a variety of ways to differentiate. Can you make a prediction about? Can you write about? Can you sequence these pictures? Can you create a question from this answer? So give them an answer about the content that you're learning and see what kind of questions they come up with that. I love that activity because it really shows you just the creativity in your students of what they're learning, what they're remembering from the what you're teaching them. That's a really simple way to differentiate, but try it this week. You're going to see a lot of variety in the responses that they give you by just giving them a simple answer and seeing what they come up with. All right, let's move on to advanced ELLs. So here, again, you are going to want to spend the time front-loading, teaching, and now here's different ways that they can output what they have learned. Can you summarize? That's a very crucial skill that we want to be able to give to our ELL students, especially at the advanced level. We want them to be able to synthesize, summarize, be able to convey the gist of something that they've read. So that's a crucial area that you want to spend time working on. Can you give your opinion about? 
can you create a quiz about? I loved creating quizzes, having the students create quizzes, and then sharing them with one another and having them complete the other students' quizzes. Can you find the main idea and a detail to support it? Can you create a story about? Can you define these words? Can you finish this sentence? Can you talk with a friend about? Can you use these words to write a summary? So giving them three or four words and then see if they can create a summary about it. So a lot of these ideas, I hope that these are super practical for you to say, okay, I can implement one or two of these this week. And the point is to really provide opportunities for you as you teach to take some time to stop, to check in with your students and their understanding. And these are very simple ways to be able to do that so that you can see, all right, let's keep going. Yes, my students are understanding or all right, there's a lot of disconnect. So you might want to shift gears, go back and do some more teaching on that topic. That's the power behind the differentiation. You're going to be able to see what your students are learning, what they're comprehending, what their output is, and then you can decide to keep going, to pull back and really allow that the students to have choice in how they're responding and how they're engaging with the text and the topics that you're teaching on. Like I said, these are already done for you here at Equipping LLs. We absolutely love being able to support you, to help streamline your lesson planning, to help make it easier for you to show up, to teach and to enjoy teaching. So we want your students to be engaged. We want you to be excited about teaching. So go ahead and grab these for free in the show notes and get started on differentiating the lessons that you're going to be teaching this week to support all the levels of language learners that you have. Again, just a reminder, if you leave feedback and you leave a review on Apple Podcast, you have the opportunity to win one month free of the Equipping ELLs membership. So if you're interested in trying that out, go ahead and leave a review. And if you hear your name and your review read on the podcast, then you are the lucky winner. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening and keep on supporting those ELLs. You're making a difference in their lives. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.